that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 512 for December 2nd, 2017, and I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Kaylee of the Zetai Geek Dio podcast, and I'm sure I said that wrong, but welcome to the show, Kaylee. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. And uh, yeah, you said it close enough. That's good. Why don't you say it for us? Geek Dio. Oh, one yeah. more time. Zetai Geek Dio. Okay. So- which means I'm definitely a geek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I did wonder what that meant. So uh, Kaylee is a podcaster in Japan and uh, I've started listening to her show. And this is kind of funny how, how this all came about was she showed up in the live chat room and apparently has been listening to the podcast for quite some time, but never wrote to me or anything. And uh, she was one of these people. Uh, sometimes people come into the, the live chat and they sit there quietly with their hands folded and, and don't say anything. That's not what Kaylee did. Kaylee jumped in, both feet, both hands, talking away, having fun with everybody. And I went off and I listened to the podcast and you just started this show and it's amazing. I've never heard a podcast hit the ground running on show number one like yours did. It is really amazing. Well, thank you very much. I, it, I, that means a lot coming from you. And I have to say, I, I took the Steve Jobs approach to this and you know where the quote is, uh, good artist copy, great art steal. I, I kind of stole the format from you. Um, oh, because I, 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 yeah, no, I did because I, you write a lot of what you read on the show, and that's kind of my dirty little secret is I kind of write it out and then just record it and kind of put it all together. So, so yeah, I wanted but, to have Kaylee on the show because she has a perspective about uh, technology in Japan. Um, but th- what I've been trying to figure out for the last couple of weeks is how to narrow down what Kaylee talks about, about it because <laughs> her podcast covers absolutely everything. I mean, there, there's anime, there's uh, DVDs, there's um, uh, she talks about Mac. She talks about iPhones, the iPhone 10, standing in line, riding her electric bike. I mean, there's, th- there is not a topic. Oh, oh, and her 484 part series on MVNOs, which we are not going to cover. But, no, uh, no, no, no. If you're interested, check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's I, only 434 parts, to be fair. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I That's want, okay. No, I don't no, want no. to exaggerate <laughs> that. Uh, but in the our effort to try to focus this down, um, yes. I thought maybe the, the first thing we could start with was one of the things you said on um, our early conversations was that you find it difficult to find gir- girl geeks. And I told yes. you, you have found your tribe. And I, and I sent Kaylee a list of all the females uh, geeks that I interact with on the show. And it was quite an extensive list. And I gave her little hints about who does what and who has what kind of uh, fun about them and, and just kind of wanted to introduce her to our tribe. Uh, but why is it, do you think that you find difficulty finding uh, female geeks in Japan? Well, I think my, I think that ultimately it comes down to technology still seen as an activity for men. And I think that the, the gender roles here are really strict and rigid and the expectations on women are, are women are expected basically before they're 30 to get married and have kids. And I have so many friends who have, you know, they're 23, 24 with two kids and, and they've been married for two years. And, and the idea of having a hobby like that, that's technology is it's not really encouraged. And, and I still get, I get laughs and you know, I teach primary school and um, I still get laughs from some students sometimes when I first meet them, they're like, wait, but you're a, you're a girl. Like, why do you, you know how to build computers? Like, you know how to do technology? It's, it's, really? it seems, yeah. I, I mean, I think Japan is, is 30 years behind um, where many of countries in the West are in terms of gender roles and gender equality. Um, it really is. I mean, if you, if you take a look at uh, Akihabara, which is like the geek district in Tokyo or Denden town here in Osaka, um, you definitely will see women used to sell things to men. You'll have like 
lack of a better word, like booth, booth babe kind of situation. Yeah, you know. Huh. And um, on magazine covers for, you know, Macs or Apple products or, or just PC in general, um, the magazine covers all have women on them. And it's not like they're being interviewed or, or they're, they're just there to sell the magazine. Like, here's a pretty girl on the cover of the magazine. Buy it. So the, the target audience is very clear. Well, and I, so, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, no, they're still here. They're still around. Wow. Um, and and I, you know, I have a friend, I have a dear friend who is now the CEO of her own company in Tokyo. And she, I mean, she's incredibly smart, but she once told me she was just so frustrated with the situation. She was at a convention in the States and um, she was presenting her research and her projects and her work. And, and m- so many people came up to her and said, you know, who's the, who's the designer? Whose project is this? It's like, well, it's, it's mine, you know? And I mean, that's in the States, but even here in Japan, she, she wanted to quit so many times just because there weren't any people around her. So she made her own company. And so uh, she had, she had no mentors. She had, yeah, she had no, she had a few mentors, all, all men. But men, but, that's um, what I mean yeah, by female exactly. mentors. She was basically the only person around that, you know, so she, she met me and it was like, oh my God. There's two of us now. Yeah, there's two of us now. It's like, yeah, she's too busy now to hang out. But, uh, yeah, One of the I things mean, I like about the, uh, the female and male geeks of the Nocilla Castaways is that they're in every single line of work. I mean, uh, I noticed that on the list you sent me. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, there, there's people who are into crafts. There's there's truck drivers. There's people who work in garbage. There are people who who are you know house cleaners. There's there's doctors. There's lawyers. There's you know there's everybody. Yeah, and it's I mean, it's a non-discriminatory community. That's for sure. And I think the key in Japan is that um, if you're working, you're expected to give your whole devotion to the company. Um, you come in early, you stay late. Um, people, I mean, people, there was a woman recently, she died from overtime. She literally what? worked so long. She worked so long that um, she died. And and they've, oh, it's been a big, you know, controversy in Japan. And now they're, they're actually, there's some companies in Tokyo that are sort of forcing people to go home on Fridays. <laughs> like they're, like the post office here started, they started turning the lights off at seven o'clock to get people to, make to go people home. Leave? Yeah, yeah, oh, to make wow. people leave because people like you can't leave customarily until your boss leaves, and so it's this chain of like until the higher up person leaves, that all the people have to stay around. So online shopping is booming in Japan because <laughs> everybody's but, sitting around at work shopping. Exactly, not just necessarily kind of working. Home, right? so. Exactly, so you don't have leisure time to be able to do things like hobbies, technology, or podcasts. Even it's not really a thing here. Um, other than like, there's a few Apple podcasts, but they're actually just taking radio and kind of putting it on like the radio style and putting it on a podcast. So you end up with like background music that's horribly <laughs> compressed to 64 kbps. It's like, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? Just stop. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, at least they're trying. I like, I they're like trying, to see things yeah. moving, moving to podcasts. That's for sure. They are, well, they are trying. Let's let's shift gears. Um, you talk a lot about the iPhone and iPads, and uh, so what what iPhone and iPad do you do you use right now? Well, I have the ten, and I love it. And I have the uh, I have an iPad Pro, twelve point nine inch, second generation, uh, with You're smart so keyboard and Apple Pencil. Yeah, no, it's I am. This is why I've loved your <laughs> podcast for so long. But I am also like I'm not shy, but I also don't. I'm not. I'm a lurker. I guess is what you call it. And and maybe that's part of why. I fit in in Japan, and maybe that's part of why I can't find geeks here, is that you simply, um, I, I don't really speak my mind. I don't kind of put myself out there as much as I should. Um, that's part of why I did the podcast. Change but the I think word maybe should like, to want to. Want to, right? Yeah. Or not and, want to. There or is not no want to. I, no, I do want to. That's why I'm like, <laughs> you're right. 
Thanks, Yodo. But um, no, the thing is, is I, I think that maybe there's there's lots of geeks here in Japan, especially like women who feel like they can't speak up. Maybe they're and, hiding, and too. They're hiding, too. That's my theory is that they're all hiding and we can't find each other. So right, I don't right. know. But uh, I love my iPad Pro 12.9 inches, my primary computing device. Um, and it is it is the thing I use more than anything else. Now, uh, I work, was really intrigued by that. So you record the podcast and edit the podcast using a 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Can you so walk I, us through how that works? Sure. So I record the podcast uh, with an Assure MV5 microphone. It's a lightning microphone, $99 US, fantastic device. And I plug it in via the lightning port to my iPhone 10, actually. Um, oh. And I put it in air, airplane mode, and then I record that. Because I like to have the notes and everything on the big screen. So I use the iPad as the the sort of memo device. And then when I edit, I airdrop it from the iPhone to the iPad into Ferrite, Ferrite Recording Studio, and uh, and just edit it in there. You can add chapters and you can cut things. Don't start me on those chapters. I, I know. I'm sorry. Well, I got to say, so going forward, the podcast is is going to be 98% produced on iOS. Uh, the last 2% will be produced with uh, Marco Arment's recently released Forecast app, which is a Mac app that you can drop in a file and you can add chapters, you can add art, you can add all sorts of things. Uh, and it's free. So it's like, this is exactly what I want. But ironically enough, I'll probably still be using the iOS devices to do that. I'll be screen sharing into my Mac to do it at home while I'm at work. So, yeah, but well, anyway. so, uh, so talk to me about Ferrite and how that works. The so Ferrite is fantastic. Um, it's, it's, I think it's free at, with in-app purchases. Um, but basically, I, I tried it and it was expensive. And uh, I forget why. There was some reason I discarded the idea. It's somewhere around Can't twenty to thirty dollars, but but mm. I'm willing to I'm willing to pay that for sure. an iOS app because it's my you know I mean it's my primary device and if if it means that the the developer gets money and keeps it going then that's great and there's no subscription fee too so um, but there, there is, is a subscription fee or is not there's no no subscription okay. fee um, and it you know it's one touch recording basically you just set your levels and just push the button and go and um, it the interface on the iPad Pro is fantastic but you you can have multiple tracks so you can layer music underneath it um you can fade in fade out um there's just all sorts of options you can cut you can like swipe from the top of the the timeline down and it'll it'll create a cut um, do you feel like you're playing gesture. fruit ninja when you do that uh a little bit <laughs> um because that gesture doesn't work really really well i usually uh, hold and, and tap to to do a cut but um so, you know you mentioned how great it is at recording but you don't use it to record no i do use it to record I just I do it on my iPhone. My iPhone oh, 10. so you're running Ferrite on both app, uh, both devices. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I see. And then I just airdrop it over, and it's it's done. So now, uh, there's why also would you, why would you do that on on the iPad instead of on a Mac? Because I I can do it anywhere. Because it's 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 I pl- I literally just plug in my Lightning cable and I'm ready to go. And okay. it's you know everything's set. Everything's levels are set, ready to go. So I, I guess I just. More and more, I find myself preferring iOS, and I know that seems crazy to a lot of people, but um, I love the touch interface. I love that it kind of focuses you into one app. Like this is what I'm doing right now, and and now with with slide over and and you know split view, there's you can get more multitasking, but it's still not the craziness that macOS is. And I love macOS. Don't get me wrong, but. I just gravitate towards iOS more and more. So. Interesting. Let's see. The, I just looked it up. Uh, it is free to download. Pro upgrade is twenty bucks. Add more tracks and duration nine ninety nine, and then Pro upgrade nine nine ninety nine. So I guess if you buy yeah. both, you can buy one or the other or both for twenty bucks. Exactly. Twenty so bucks. 20. You know, we should not whine about twenty bucks. Twenty bucks is exactly. ridiculous. 
it's for what it's what it is. It's it's powerful. And I got to say, just a quick little thing over on Nine to Five Mac, um, Jeff Benjamin, the amazing Jeff Benjamin, did a video recently about uh, Ferrite, and he uses it to record podcasts as well. So people interested, definitely go check that out. Um, it's a fantastic walkthrough. I think it. I heard about it from uh, Fraser Spears the first time I heard of it. Uh, he was sure. on uh, Katie Floyd and David Sparks um, Mac Power Users. And I oh, remember yeah, yeah. checking it out. Um, I just love doing it on my Mac. So it's very interesting that you do it primarily on your uh, on your iPad. That's that's pretty cool. But to be fair, you you started, what, 12 years ago when, when there was no iPhone, there was no iPad. So well, there I is mean, that. Yeah, that's kind of weird know. to think about. There was no iPhone when I started. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no iPhone. But, but, you know, you just get, I guess you get into your groove and it's it's hard to, you know. Yeah. Or, you have no, but you have, I think the difference is that you have a lot more going on. You've got a live chat. You've got, you know, you do it live. You've got, you know, accessibility and, and, you know, various certain people uh, to think about when you're recording it um, and all sorts of other things that you have to do in post-processing. And so, I mean, for my podcast, it's just me and a microphone. It's doable. I think if you're trying to go more advanced, it's still not there on iOS. And I, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, um, you can't record in one app while talking in Skype, for example. You could not be recording our Skype conversation right now. No, that is still not available. Can't be done. Um, they, so you can, no, can't and, and you can't record your voice into your iPhone and record the podcast into the uh, iPad unless you had two mics up to your face. I think you probably could exactly. do it. Exactly. I would need to have two <laughs> have mics. to be two so. different people. <laughs> exactly which i considered for today i wasn't sure how we were recording this so yeah. i was like oh, i have I have multiple mics and i actually have a boom mic above my head um it's i know it's audio only but we're doing video and yeah i have a boom mic a rode ntg3 up here um for emergency or something so but i do i do do video <laughs> recording sometimes so i've got like a boom pole and everything and so nice uh, emergency yeah. I got, backup I got, microphone anyways, yeah. yeah the emergency backup microphone if i ever just need to record like mince amounts of dialogue somewhere i do like the fact that if i turn them all on right now one two three four five six seven cameras are are within the reach of my (laughs) arms right now because i've got two ipads uh two iphones my mac my display has a a camera and yet i'm using the logitech c920 so that's the go-to my that's the go-to camera right yeah yeah it's down to 50 bucks now it's insane. It's a fabulous I, I, camera. Yeah, I need, I, I need to buy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> this is why it costs so much money to listen, right? <laughs> right. It's like as you start, you see, exactly. You start buying things. It's like, oh, this sounds great. That sounds great. So, uh, the iPhone in Japan is it uh, yes. pretty much a minority community? Oh no, no, no. Uh, well, it used to be, and and I think at the beginning there was definitely um, it had it did not have the features that the Japanese phones had, and and. The key were uh, NFC payments via Felica. Uh, it did not have real... Su- it, it was actually... The web browser was too good. Safari wouldn't really support... The, there was this fork of the Japanese... Of the internet, basically. they in, in Japan, there were flip phones. And flip phones were all the rage. And the web had to be designed around fitting on these little tiny screens that were vertical. And you needed to have columns of text. And there was no LTE at the time. So you really had... You needed to have text-based and and slightly compressed, heavily compressed images. Um, so at the time that the iPhone came out, that was still the standard in Japan. So it really kind of it was actually too good because none of the websites supported it correctly. Uh, it also the J phones had waterproofing. They supported emoji, QR codes, infrared communication. This is going to oh, sound wow. crazy, but you used to hold your iPhones or not your phones. You used to hold your phones together 
and you would beam your contact information between oh, your nice. between the phones. And that was the standard. And so without that, you couldn't you literally could not participate in the conversation. Yeah. It would be a oh, let me type in your email address. I don't know Ugh, how to do this. I don't even uh, be friends with her because she's got this weird. Exactly. Phone. <laughs> no, really, yeah. Who's uh, gonna call her? A, yeah, no, seriously, right? Um, it didn't have a TV tuner, which was one seg is this communicate this uh, mobile TV method that they have in Japan, where you you pull up a little antenna and you can watch TV right on your phone. iPhone is never wait, supported. Wait a minute, the phone yeah. had a, a text only browser, but it could all it could be a television. Yes, with no LTE. <laughs> no LTE. A, it would two G television. No, it's it, it, it's a standard within the Japanese standard. It's there, so they broadcast separately digitally. There's oh, a oh standard. okay. It was coming over the air. It wasn't coming. Or, it's well, coming over the air. It wasn't right. coming over the so, cell tower. It was coming over exactly. the air. Oh, because so you had a big antenna. antenna. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So you'd be people, and sometimes you still see it where you'll you'll see people pull out their the phone on the train and they'll pull out the little antenna and they'll watch TV and it's like, okay, you well, know? that feels like they went backwards a little ways to to lose that. Well, but there are adapters now that you can plug in via the lightning port to get the same features. So, and those are reasonable, you know, 60, 70 hoonia or so. Interesting. Uh, and the strap, the strap loop is the, the big thing. You, there would be a strap, like a little thing for like a charm or like a little, like some character. You Hello Kitty, right? And Hello Kitty, yeah. And you would, you would tie it on and that, and it would jingle and that's how you would find your phone. And, and that was, <laughs> and like couples would get matching straps. And so the iPhone basically has everything, all of the things that I listed. It's got everything now. Um, and that's why the iPhone 7 was the big game changer. And the, the share now of iPhone in Japan, the market share has jumped to 66%. Holy because, cow. Yeah. I mean, it's completely dominant. The other, carrier, the other manufacturers just cannot keep up. Um, part of that, I think, was that um, Android devices, you know, that's Google. And that's, a lot of that's in English. And so there were issues with trying to port Japanese keyboards and, and make Japanese keyboards for these foreign devices. Um, and plus, a lot of the carriers, I think, and a lot of the manufacturers just kind of dismissed the iPhone at first. And so they were playing catch up. And so by the time, and, and you know, uh, Son, Son-san, uh, Matsuyoshi Son-san from SoftBank, you know, he was the, he's the you know, president of SoftBank. He pushed the iPhone so hard. And actually, uh, the reason that MLG exists is because he pushed Steve Jobs into it. He said to Jobs, you need to get MLG on the iPhone because it's so important in Japan. Really? Yeah, and really? so iOS 2.2 added emoji. And so it, it, if it were not for him, emoji might not exist in the same way that... The know, Japanese yeah. are so, gosh darn adorable. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just so, you know, to, to some of us in the more grown-up community, you know, it feels like silliness. And and it's just so interesting to have a, a, a whole culture that depends on this playfulness. Yeah, I think I think it's a necessity. I think that Japanese life is so difficult that having the playfulness really it provides a, a stress relief. Yes, and I, you know I saw the other day I saw a uh, a businessman. He was in his suit and he had like a little girly backpack on, <laughs> and and you know and it's like but you have your little thing. It's like this is my piece of originality of individuality that I'm taking, and I'm just gonna go with it. You know, so interesting. So emoji really big, uh, but not in Japan anymore. Oh, uh, really? No, I mean, no one uses them anymore. So, um, so okay. Wait, so you just, you, have, you got us all using them. And now, now, and now it's, now it's gone. That's old so, news. It's old news. So, um, so basically there's two things that get used in Japan now. Uh, there's kao moji. Kao means face and moji means, uh, emoji literally means, uh, picture character. So it means face character. Okay. Um, and actually do you, do you have your iOS device? Um, did uh, you add the keyboard? 
Uh, oh shoot! No, I did my one of my homeworks. I I added line, but I oh, should. Uh, how do I find the Japanese in, keyboard? In settings, keyboards, uh, it should be under Japanese, and it should say Romaji. And actually, anyone can do this if you want to get access to Kawamoji, uh, because they're they're kind of fun. Um, it must basically, be in settings general keyboard. Oh, sorry. Yes, settings general keyboard. You know, I mapped all the keyboards. Let's see. Okay, so no, you actually no would ever do that. Who would do that? You <laughs> actually want me to load the Japanese keyboard? This is this can be anarchy, but we're going to go ahead and do it. All right. So Japanese kana or romaji? Romaji. Romaji. Okay. Because kana would mean that you couldn't read anything. So. Okay. So now I'm going to go to uh, back into line. Maybe is that where I'm going? Sure. That that seems like a good place to to go because we can centralize it. So okay. if you go back into line. Uh-huh. And just start typing something and switch to the Japanese keyboard with the globe button. Okay. So and then hit the one, two, three. Oh, it's got funny characters on it now. Do you see? So do you see the the number keys? And then at the very uh, near at the third row from the top, you'll see a little face kind of icon there. Um, I, let's start. Let's start from the beginning. So I've got oh, a regular QWERTY keyboard on screen. And I go yes. to the little globe, and I've switched it to this thing that is in characters I don't recon- recognize. Yes. Uh, so then hit the one, two, three button. Yes. Um, for numbers. And then do you see the face? I don't see a face. I see it's this. Like next to the uh, uh, the exclamation point. Oh, it's got uh, two two little hats yes. and a dash. Yes. So tap on that, okay. and then you you can see the little there's a little chevron. Tap that, and you'll see a list of just tons of these. What are called kawamoji. They're horizontal and made of characters. Um, and oh. these kind of took off. And there's so many designs. Include there's whole apps that have these built in, and they're sorted by genre or um, you know different styles, different moods, things like that. Um, but basically, it's become an art form in some ways in Japan uh, to create these kawamoji. And so these kind of took off because they work on pretty much anything. Um, you know, it, it, it took it, emoji so a it's, while it's to basically take off. the old like the old. Um... ASCII. Oh, yeah, ASCII, ASCII yes. art is what it is. Yes, it's basically ASCII art, okay. um, but, you know, designed for certain things. So these these became just massive in Japan. You still see them all the time. And so um, MLG kind of fell out of style um, in a lot of ways. The other thing that, that really did it was line becoming just dominant, completely dominant. There is no so, so other messaging app. Line is like Japan. WeChat, is, line to, is, WeChat. Ch- is to China. Yes. Uh, line it's, is to Japan. Yes, it is. It is. So remember, I was talking about the flip phones. So the flip phones are sticking around because there's certain people that still love that design. They love the it makes this like sound when you open it up. <laughs> and uh, it's really satisfying to a lot of people. And there's older people as well who just they got comfortable with using flip phones. They don't want to change. And that's great. But most of them are now moving towards an Android based OS because partly because uh, one, you can get web browsing and things like that, but also because it supports line. And a phone without line in Japan basically means, like we were talking earlier about the infrared, it's like, well, I'm not going to talk with her. I mean, I, she, she's not online. Um, so stickers, and they're called stickers in English, but we call them stamps. Um, but basically, they became massive. And line makes tons of money on them because they're usually about two, two, 200 yen a piece. Um, How much and- is 200 yen? 200 yen. So I, I tend to say things That's in roughly in terms two of, bucks, right? Yeah, I tend, I tend to say on the podcast uh, two hunyakers, which is uh, FedEx. My dad was a FedEx pilot, and FedEx talk. If you're in Asia, it's hunyakers, and if you're in Europe, it's fafutniks. Because you go to all these different countries, and a 
48 hour period. So it's hard to keep track of everything. Oh, so, our friend Raleigh that we travel, he travels all over the world and uh, yes. he calls them Pazooties. Pazooties. So we oh, I were, love that. We were, in, uh, we were in India and then we were in Nepal and we were in Dubai and whatever it was, it was always called Pazooties. Oh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> now you have three have, of them. I've got three of them now. So, so they're about two Pazooties. So, I mean, it's, it's cheap. Um, I'm mean, not cheap, but it's reasonable. But one sticker and, is two bucks? No, no, no. You get a pack. Oh, okay. So it usually comes 20 to 40 um, individual ones per pack. Okay. Um, depends on whether they move or make sound or not. And then creators can actually, they recently, a couple years ago, started a creator program. So individual artists can, without being a company, can submit them to line. And the prices have, so it ends up being one Hunyaker instead of two. But basically, they can you know, sell their own work, so original stuff and things like that. The key, I think, and this is where Apple really just has not gotten it right with iMessage and, and their apps, is that you can search in line. For example, if I want to send you something that uh, contains a message, maybe like, okay, or happy, I can type in okay into the text box, and it'll pop up with a list of all of the stamps I own that say okay, or that have that as a keyword. And it'll also, for sales purposes, show you a few that you don't own. But hey, you can buy them, you know. So it's well, a great way but, to upsell. And I message it does. If if you type the word car and hit a space, really? it'll show you a bunch of cars. Oh, but but are those are those like if I download a bunch of sticker packs? Are those from the sticker? Packs? I don't think there's no no no. This is just those are emoji. Yes, I think. exactly. I think okay. those are emojis. So so in line, it'll search your stickers, and okay. so it'll act. It'll let you like use the ones that you use. Um, so I'm going to type in okay. And then I, you get a, a full list of just, and you can swipe and swipe and swipe. And it's like all of the ones that you have. And so I'm going to send you a little Kirby one now. Yay. There it is. But I can do so, Animoji. You can do Animoji and send it as a video. Um, and you know, Animoji, Ana, oh, Animoji, is, I, I've been sending, can you guess which one I've been sending to all of my friends here? Well, um, one, yeah. one does tend to yeah. start with poop. Yeah. I know that that's the way it's done. I, I'm a fan of the, uh, the colorful unicorn though. I love the unicorn. The unicorn's it, it, very expressive. Although it was frustrating me because I had a screen protector on and um, and it was covering the, the true depth sensor and it wasn't working very well. So I took that off and got a different one that doesn't cover it. And now it's working great. But, yeah, that, that was actually yeah. a really interesting lesson that you gave on that uh, on your show because you were talking about how you were really frustrated. Everybody's saying this this face ID works and you're like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work at all. It's a big mess. Exactly. It never recognizes me. And then yeah. you're like... Oh, maybe you're not supposed to cover the camera. <laughs> that's yeah, what I would do. <laughs> that's under there. So yeah, it's that was that was frustrating. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, just the, having that aspect to be able to use the stickers. And I think the thing to remember about Japan, if there's one thing I can say, it's Japan tends to um, be both reluctant to change and also tends to be or conservative on change and tends to be stuck. Like it it. If something sticks, it sticks and it becomes the thing that everybody does. And this is a theme on the podcast from time to time. But, you know, Line basically got in there early. They were they had a marketing campaign that was just fantastic. I remember seeing it on TV. And then literally three months later, it was like, Line Sudanet, I'll line you. Like it became a verb. It was just mm. everywhere. And it spread like a wildfire from person to person. And that now doesn't sound no, reluctant to change. That sounds really rapid to change. I, I, okay, I should quantify the previous statement with the fact that it takes a long time for something to, to break. And when it breaks, it, it breaks, breaks quickly, it changes quickly, and then it sticks. And it just, that's the thing. So, um, and you can see this, I think, with, not to get too heavy, but um, women's rights, LGBT rights, I think there's this push towards that 
um, coming in Japan, and it it may have finally hit a point where we're about to break. The watershed hasn't just, happened, the but watershed it's hasn't close. Happened, but it's close. You can feel the rumblings, and once it happens, it's just going to be like, well, of course, we all have to get on. That's board what with we this. do now. Yes, that's because okay. the nail the nail that sticks up gets hammered down is the adage in Japan. Um, you don't stand out. You don't. And so if, if this is where the opinion is going, then everyone has to kind of go towards that. Which when is good I, when I was um, much earlier in my career, uh, I had a boss who was from Vietnam and uh, one of my employees was v- Vietnamese. And I walked into the guy's office one day and I saw him sitting with his hands folded in his lap, looking at his computer with just staring and I asked him, I said, I said, what are you doing? And he said, nothing. And I said, do you have any work to do? And he said, no. Oh, he wasn't actually one of my employees. He was an employee of another manager uh, parallel to me. So yeah. I went into my, to my Vietnamese boss and I went in and I started yelling about this guy. He's just sitting there doing nothing and everybody else is so busy. Why isn't he helping? And he looked at me and he said, because the nail that gets stick, sticks up gets hammered down. Oh, and of wow. course, being, you know, worldly and understanding and empathetic to other people in their cultures, I said, well, that's ridiculous. He's in our country now. We ought to act the way we act. And this is the most stupid thing I've ever heard. And he said something I'll never forget. He said, Allison, just imagine you have moved to Vietnam. Your personality, the nail that sticks up gets hammered down. How well are you going to do it? Switch into that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that's probably a pretty good life lesson you just gave me right there. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Um, um, hmm. well, we got off on culture, but that's that's really interesting. Okay. So uh, the iPhone, the iPad. uh, What about the Mac? Is the Mac prevalent? Um, it's getting there. Actually, I had a student recently tell me, um, and they all know I, I, I use my iPad in class every day. So mm-hmm. and they know I love Apple. And I had a student come up to me after class and she was like, yeah, so I'm getting a MacBook Air for Christmas. And he was very mm-hmm. specific. He was like a MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, great. Oh, that's fantastic. Let me know what you think of it. You know, um, it's, it's, it's definitely, I think the iPhone, I mean, Apple always has been popular from a design perspective here, there's a certain segment that loves Sony design. And so in, you know, extend that out, they love Apple design, you know, good design, you know, high quality products. Um, and I think that it never has been huge here, but when the iPhone hit and it started to break, all of a sudden it kind of has drug along everything. So you see iPads, you see Macs all the time. Um, and the halo I think effect that, the other way around. The halo effect the other way around. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because it's, I think that more and more companies are embracing Apple products and the Mac, um, in, at least in design perspectives. And so you can usually tell which companies have switched to Mac and which haven't because their website will reflect that. <laughs> their, their, their website will look a little bit more like it was done in like 2010 as opposed to, you know, 1997. 85. So. Yeah, 85. GeoCities can, can I have my website back, right? <laughs> Let me pull up Gopher one second. Hold on. <laughs> Well, you, you had a couple of examples in the show notes that you told me it, it was funny. I was looking at the show notes that uh, we had prepared together and yes. she had written a line, don't open your presents until Christmas. And there were these links and I didn't read it. I started to copy the link and I went, wait a minute. She said not to look at it. So I'm not allowed yes. to look at these until you tell me to. Well, so I was kind of leading you to those links, actually. So um, what I'd like you to go to the first one, which is Japanese. And this is a fun at home game you can play if you're in front of a computer or an iPad uh, or an iPhone. Go to Japanese.ingadget.com and okay. just tell me what the first thing you see. Like, tell me what you think about just like in a couple words. What well, is the design? like? There's a giant pink banner ad with a, a Japanese woman yelling something. There's oh. some gadget women bucks. down the side. 
there's an iPhone on the right, and there's a uh, a laptop in the center that might be a Mac, but it looks no, like it's running Windows. Maybe it's a Chromebook. That's the, that's the Don Quixote one I talked about in last week's podcast. Oh, okay. Which I, I might actually buy. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. For JavaScript programming, like, at two two mon it's to twenty eight thousand hunyakers it's like but um yeah no but it, it it looks you know there's text and there's images but it looks clean right yeah yeah Fairly well close. i mean i would want to go into reader view quickly if it had it but it does it, interesting it doesn't have it i bet if i go into one of these articles i can go into reader view it does uh yeah i mean it, it looks the, like it would it, it gadget does in the united states let me put it that way okay let's put Except it that way. we don't have that, japanese women yelling Exactly. I, well, she's just, I think she's just calling out to you that we uh. have low prices on iPhones. But anyway. um, so, okay. So if you go now to ASCII.jp and just prepare yourself to flashback to the good old days of Netscape Navigator and Tech TV. So, so ASCII.jp. Uh, wow, you ASCII. really are my JP. people. Yes. <laughs> Okay. I, I became a geek because of the screensavers, but that's another story. Oh, uh, interesting. That, that yeah. was some of my early stuff was the screensavers. So this is taking a long time to load. Oh, of course it is. Is well, that because there's a lot of glop on it? Well, there's something. There's a lot of something on there. Um, <laughs> Should we move on wow. to the next example while Let's I move wait on to for the that next to come one. up? Yes. Okay. Uh, so go to yahoo.com. The oh, standard. Uh, I closed it accidentally. Okay. We'll give, let that one go. We'll go to yahoo.com. All right. And again, just kind of tell me, what, what do you see, um, politics aside? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than who I see on screen. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks fairly clean. It's got a, a nice little roll-up banner uh, across the top, big search thing, a little roll-up, couple columns, some nice graphics. Yes. Are you ready to, to, to go put on your disco shoes and party? Uh, Yahoo.co.jp. Oh, my gosh. This is horrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Yahoo.co.jp to the audience. It, I don't even know Tell what this what is. It's it's little tiny icons like there's a little bitty shopping cart with some, you know some words next to it and then a little tiny gavel and a, what might be a chair a suitcase That's Yahoo auction yep I, it, but there each one of these is like twelve point font going down yes. the, the left side and then there's a bunch of bullets in column. the middle in a second column uh, there there's no big graphics the biggest image I can see is like maybe a hundred pixels across yes. Yes. Wow. So this has not changed in years and years. And and the reason is what I said earlier about the flip phones. This is still designed for those phones. It breaks it into columns so it's easy to scroll and oh. it's easy to see on a very small screen. And oh, because yeah. the text is low quality, the images are low quality, the icons are low quality and small, they'll fit on the screen and they'll load quickly. And that's what Japanese web design was all about back in the day. Um, and it's slowly being phased out. Uh, I think uh, Rakuten, um, which is do you know do you know Rakuten? No, um, uh, they're they're huge in 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 Asia, but um, they have an English only policy actually at their offices. But um, they're basically the Amazon of of Japan in some respects. Um, they sell all sorts of stuff, um, and you can I book my travel and like bus tickets and things within Japan on there. But um, they recently redesigned the site in the past few years, and they moved away from the older this kind of style of columns and text and low quality images. They moved to a more Western view and a Western web design style because they're trying to push things forward and in, in terms of their own company with English and with design. And um, I think that, like I said, d change takes time. And especially with a lot of companies still using older hardware, I still see Vista. I still see Windows XP from time to time. Um, you know, if you're designing on that, and especially if it's like, if it's one 
guy because it's always going to be a guy. If it's one guy in a room designing a website, you know, it's hard to to go from this to 2017 in, in overnight. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Interesting. So, By the way, um, I think ASCII.jp may be down. I just tried pinging it and I can't get to it. ASCII.jp? Yeah. It's up for me. Interesting. Um, yeah, it, would, it you, didn't resolve on my web browser, so I pinged it, and it's got uh, all I'm getting is timeouts. Oh goodness! Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's lost. Oh no! Well, I'll tell you what it is. Basically, at the top, there's a bunch of uh, orange icons that say things from tech, IoT, iPhone, Mac, um, and then you have columns of text and text and low quality images, very similar to Yahoo. But then on the left side, you you would see the magazine covers for the most recent issues of the magazine because they still do a, a print magazine, and they both have you know, young, attractive women on there because, again, we're in 1972 still. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's Wait, just a I, lot of text. I, sh- I should of- mention uh, uh, Yahoo Japan was all women demonstrating tech products. Oh, of course, because, you know, I mean, it's, again, women sell things and then they have babies and that's basically what that's, you do here. That's their jobs. Okay. Yes. It's, it's, so I wanted to shift gears to something you said that just two two more very backwards things that really surprised me. The first one was you talked about IR blasters being yes. all the rage in Japan. And for yes. because our audience isn't all 60 years old, let's <laughs> tell people what an IR blaster actually is because there's likely to be people listening who don't even know what this is. It's so ancient. Okay. So I'm sure people know IR is infrared, and infrared is the technology used in remote controls for televisions and things like that. Um, I think the key with an IR blaster to understand is that it so it takes your existing remote control codes, you basically program it into the device, and then it emulates those, and it sends the same signals. Um, and Harmony, um, the Harmony Hub, uh, is one of these products that in, in other countries that will, you know, you can basically have all your remotes learned onto one device. But I think the difference is that unlike other countries, a lot of devices here have remote controls, lights, fans, air conditioners, televisions. So you have a lot of different devices that are already in your home that have these IR remotes built in that come with it. And the other thing is that the homes here are much smaller. Most people live in an apartment or if they live in a house, uh, they live in houses that have, you know, rooms that are fairly small. So setting up an IR blaster means that you can have one IR blaster to emulate all your devices. Tell them what an IR blaster is. Oh, I think I mentioned that. Sorry. Um, An IR blaster learns the remote controls and then it sends those same signal codes out to, it basically emulates your remote controls. Okay. So so that's something different then. Okay. Because I kept waiting for you to get to what I know an IR blaster is. An IR blaster in, in the US, what I've used before uh, and maybe there's two names for the same name for two different things was where right. uh, in the old days, in order to get your VCR to change channel to the right channel to start recording, you would have a, a cable that came out that had a little tiny infrared. Um, uh, yes. Ejector. I'm missing, right. I'm losing the word. Not a receiver, but a transmitter an infrared transmitter. And it would blow the signal at your the receiving uh, side on the device. And so your TV or your or the other way around, probably your VCR would tell the TV to change channels through this this physical and you had to make sure it was lined up properly. So if you somebody dusted, it wouldn't work. And that's what I think of as an IR blaster. Oh, this is a great this is great, actually. I'm glad that you brought this up because there might be confusion there. Um, Definitely. They they have things like that that are like. You know, if you want to send it to a different room or something like that. But when I talk about IR blasters, I'm talking about uh, there's IR Kit is one of them. IR Kit, um, it's an open source version 
Um, and basically, you roll your own code, and you can emulate all these things. They have a, an iOS app, a few iOS apps, that uh, basically you, in the app, you will hold your remote up to the IR, IR kit, and you'll push the button on the remote, and then you give it a name, and then that button is in your iOS app. And if you push the button, it will trigger. Oh, um, so this isn't and, dumb and old at all. No, this is this, this is, is just a way to... It, it's a way so to get glad a, I asked about it. I completely misunderstood. I'm picturing everybody with these little wires hooked up and these oh, stupid little Oh, this makes me feel things. better. Okay. I was like, well, it seems that... I mean, it's interesting to talk about, but yeah. Uh, there's, and there's probably a few other somebody listening well. who's like, no, that's not what it is. Oh, actually... <laughs> no, no, no. Here we go. I, I looked up... Uh, I found an article. What is an IR blaster? Why does my smart TV have one? And there's, it's kind of describing what these, uh, the thing I, I had was, and I'm going to, I will oh, drop okay. that into our show notes, but just so that you can see a picture of what I'm talking about while we're, while we're talking, uh, you can see these two little, um, little infrared diodes there, I guess they're called diodes. Um, <laughs> not diode, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that would, that would, uh, provide the signal. So, Okay. It's not showing up on mine, but, but, oh. um, but, but basically that's exactly, I have, so I have the IR, IR kit. It's mounted actually on my wall at the top and my walls are white. So basically when I send a signal, um, I can, I can, it bounces off all the walls and it hits all of my, any of my devices. So I can control my, my air conditioner. I control everything. Actually, I have a, I have a, an echo tap, uh, which is great because I can push the button and not trigger everyone's echo devices. So let me just do this. Turn the heater on. Here's your flash briefing. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Heck, d- stop, stop. Uh, turn the heater on. Okay. Now, did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. Maybe you can't hear it, but my, my air conditioner, my heater just turned on because it's both. It's an air conditioner and a heater. So okay. I can trigger her i can trigger the echo devices to turn them on turn them off now that was very custom code it was i translated some of that from japanese and customized it a little bit so it's way too geeky but now that echo is officially launched in japan there are official solutions that support the echo ecosystem that have they've been for sale for years and they've they've recently just launched and added support and so all of a sudden you can do it very easily with these ir blasters and they're reasonably priced 70 to 100 hunyakers for one of these devices and all of a sudden you don't have to replace your air conditioner you don't have to replace your tv you can use all your existing devices with the echo ecosystem and so without you know in, in other countries home kit for example is still sort of a thing um and echo has had a huge lead and google home is also you know there's all these IO, iot ecosystems and so there there are products that are coming out that officially support it but i think that you know without that being here in japan people aren't going to want there's wasn't no going to get there yeah like, but, why do you that just, so echo was just officially released what in the last couple of weeks right it's it's still in in beta basically it's it's invitation only oh um, really and, yes and for good reason it's uh, the japanese side of things is sometimes you'll talk to her and she just will just ignore you like i'm like i'm here and you that happens here too though that's and true. i mean well, your experience just now is just completely common i mean that's true unbelievably common in yeah. in all of the devices you have no idea how many times this has worked perfectly, and then <laughs> you know nothing. But I, but the, like I have to say, turn the heater on. I can't say turn on the heater. I guess I, I did both, but like I can't say, you know, hey, can you turn the heater on for me? It's looking for that specific phrase to trigger okay. my. And the number code. of phrases is is pretty small still. Yeah, but so, I think on the. So how does the echo stuff, get tied into an IR blaster? I'm confused. How does that? 
So it's IRKit, and I won't get into the technical details, but I basically created a dev account, and then I I added like a bunch of custom code in there. So then it runs through my account and triggers my custom skills that are not available in the official skills store for like. Okay, but but let's say there let's say there were skills. There were there were okay. skills called turn on the heater. Uh, so these, how how so would my, it be connected to infrared? I don't the. So, so IRKit is, is connected to the internet, and so they have an API that will let you send commands to that, and then they will relay it to your device. So it, you know, in my application on, on iOS, um, I have a bunch of buttons set up that basically it's all my remote controls. So every, um, all- every device that has uh, IR uh, has an IR remote, every one of those is on the internet? No, 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 but you can set it up. In, in the app, you add each button like, that you want to emulate on your remote. No, no, no. And but, so, but so you've got, you've got a light and a heater. Yes. They each have little infrared sensors on them. Yes. You would normally, in the old days, have two different remotes, one for the heat, heater, one for the light. Right. Now, now you have taught something to create that infrared light. What is sending the infrared signal, oh, electromagnetic the energy kit. to it? Uh, that's IR kit. The, okay, and IR kit little... in that case is a physical device. Yes, it's a little And the IR kit itself is on the internet, which then can talk to Echo. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And there's other brands as well. So, sure. But yeah. But that, so, that would, yeah. I was trying to get a whole circle there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it all works. So, but it's, it's really cool because I can be out and if I forget to turn the air conditioner on or something or off, I can like turn it off, you know, um, remotely. Uh, you can't check it. That's the thing. It's not two way, right? But you just hit the button a couple times and, oh, it's off now. So. Oh, okay. Just keep getting yeah. it. It isn't going on, off, yeah. on, off, on, off. Well, and that's the thing. If you have a light, for example, an overhead light that is just, it's an on, off, one button, as opposed to having two buttons, one for on, one for off, oh. then this won't work. Okay. And I actually had to replace one of my lights for that. But I, I have Hue lights now, though. But at the time, you know, a couple of years ago, I switched out my light because it was like, okay, it's it's just going to go on, off, on, off, on, off. So. <laughs> okay. So you, like, you want to be hanging out with uh, Denise Deverell Crown. She's gonna, okay. she'll be your people on this. And, um, uh, Kelly Guimont from, uh, from Mac observer. Those are, those are okay. your, your, your homies as far as, uh, women who love, uh, home or love Hue lights. I have Hue lights, but it was, it was pretty funny. My husband and I argue often with them and, and, uh, Siri will have these conversations where I'll say, Steve, she is not listening to me. Would you tell her to turn off that light? You know, and, and, and it's like, if you got too far away from it, but that doesn't make any sense because it's where my phone is that matters. So if my phone and my watch are too far apart, it won't work. So Steve walks over and stands next to the lamp that has a switch on it that he could be turning is going, turn off the light. <laughs> but it, the, the, I think the problem with these things is they work just often enough. Yes. Right. Yes. If they didn't work 90% of the time, you'd stop. But they, they've gotten to a threshold of maybe 82%. And so you, you just have hope every single time. Exactly. Oh, and mine, mine work, to be fair, I, I leave the house and I have the geofence and they turn off and, and then I come home and they're on. And that's you know, nice. Now, how about months. security of, of things like IR kit? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's encrypted as well as I think it can be. But I mean, again, it's a homebrew type of situation. It's open source and you're running your own code. So it's definitely oh, okay. not going to be as, as, you know, definitely secure as maybe running some other oh, things. I, That's why no, I never... No, no, no. I, I would say the other way yeah. around. If, it, if it's open source, you can go in and, and oh, fix true. it yourself and you can get, get people to, to work on it with you if a problem is found. And I, I, I usually think of you know, open source as more secure but whether or not updates get pushed, is there an active enough community that's supporting it? 
maybe that's I, I went to your thought there is that there's okay. really no active community anymore. It's it's kind of just fallen by the wayside. Okay. Uh, and and, yeah, and eventually I will be replacing IR Kit with one of these officially supported on on Echo Series IR blasters because okay. I, I want I want to just move away from IR Kit. It's too it's just too hacky. It's, it's a really fiddy. hacky solution. Yeah, it's fiddy. It, Must I mean, have been it, fun though. It's been fun and it's worked great for a few years and I'm happy I did it, but it's like, okay, it's time to move on. <laughs> yeah. Did I mention you, or did you, I hear you mention that you're a uh, JavaScript programmer? I do. I do JavaScript and, and HTML5, CSS. And oh, man. Yeah. See, okay. So you want to hang out with Jill on the JavaScript side and, and Helm on the CSS side. See, I got, I got okay. women for everything. Yeah, awesome. That's great. <laughs> do, you, do you have any game show fans? Because that's what I do mostly is recreations of classic TV game shows. And then I make my kids play with them in class. So I do Je- <laughs> Jeopardy, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, all well, sorts of things. We'll find out. I, I yeah. don't know about that one. But uh, <laughs> So are you self-educated in that? Um, mostly, although I um, things I, we haven't talked about yet. Uh, I, I Not to brag a little bit, and I, but um, I built my first computer um, when I was in like first year of junior high. Um, nice. And that was because of the screensavers, we were talking about that earlier, they did a whole week on how to build your first computer. And so I, I did it. And um, I've been a geek ever since. And um, by the way, I, I built a PC because of the screensavers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? And I did. And oh, nice. that's the only PC. Well, actually, I've had a second PC in the house, but I built it and then I gave it to my son. And uh, and I was really bummed because he used it. Because I oh. didn't actually want him to like it, right? Because oh, I no. wanted him to go. I wanted him to use his Mac. And then what I realized was he had a big monitor on the PC. So I put a, a KVM switch so he could go back and forth between the two. And the minute I put the KVM switch on, he never went back to the PC. It's like uh, that was close. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, right? Yeah, I was Windows for years and years and years. And then I got a MacBook, and the rest is history, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I, I mean, with um, in terms of JavaScript stuff, I went to uh, I went to Emerson College in Boston, Massachusetts, oh. um, where the where the mafia, the Emerson mafia, because we're in all of the different industries all across the world. But um. Uh, but anyway, I, I originally was writing for film and television and, uh, then decided Hollywood is not my thing. And, uh, and then I decided to, um, to switch to interactive media, which is website design, graphic design, video production, all sorts of things. And so I did some, that was kind of where my first exposure to it for real was. I learned how to roll like a, a server. I had all sorts of things. I had SQL databases and all sorts of fun stuff. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. And then, but over the years, I, just out of desire to, my, my dream as a child, and even now, is to be a game show host. So uh, it became aware that I have, I have a classroom of 30 students that I can both <laughs> educate and also live my dream. So I started coding apps, and, and it was like, well, how do I code an app in something that's easy and I can control all the variables and I know and understand? Well, I'll just do it in JavaScript and CSS and, and HTML. And so I've been doing that ever since. And um, so half of it is self-taught and half of it was having that exposure at school. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So uh, if I understand from reading correctly, Emerson College is uh, communications in the arts. It's not a technical school, but you went to the hardcore technical end of the spectrum just by it it was in your DNA somewhere. Yes. And and it's funny because... No, I couldn't help myself. And it was, well, I think it was just, I got so frustrated with them, um, with, with the writing for film and television program. Nothing against anyone. It was just, I, I'm a different personality type. And I think that a lot of Hollywood types, it's like, you know, go, go, go. And, and just, my, my professor told me, I'll never forget this. He said, on the last day of class, he said, collect friends because you never know when you're going to need them. And I just kind of sat back in my chair and I'm like, yeah, no, people are not objects to be used. Like, oh, I, 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 I don't want, I don't want to do that. And so, 
I needed a way to graduate because I wanted to to come here and and you know teach English and all sorts of things. You have to have a grad uh, uh, an undergrad degree, and so I picked the one thing I was working at the IT help desk at the time. So I was like, okay, well, what can I what can I do at this university at this college that you know has something to do with technology? And that was the major. They had literally just formed like a year before, and so I got in on the ground floor, and it was just this new thing. And frankly, right now, I'm not sure how it's doing, but it's probably super relevant. And of my, you know, university career, it was the uh, the thing I used the most, ironically. So wow, but wow. yeah, you've, you've really taken an interesting path there. That's for sure. Well, you know, mm. <laughs> um, let's see. There was a second thing that you talked about. Oh, I remember Blockbuster in, in video. That's wow. it. Oh wait, no, they're gone. <laughs> okay, so so you mentioned on on one of your earliest shows that. DVD, physical DVDs are huge yes. in Japan. Massive. And Blu-rays as well. Still super popular. Um, you know, and the key is what's, there's this um, major chain. It, it's called Staya. Um, and basically they do music rentals. They do DVD rentals, Blu-ray rentals, and comic rentals. But games are not allowed because in 1984, the game companies lobbied to change the law. And so basically you have to get permission to rent games now and no one gives permission. So it's effectively. So, oh, you illegal. can't rent games. You can't rent video games. Oh, uh, wow. You can go to like an internet cafe and play games that they have there. Okay. But you can't like check them out and take them home and play them. So, okay. so there's no try before you buy in Japan. It's buy it or don't buy it. So, and, uh, and they buy them on physical media. Uh, physical media is still very popular here. Um, and I, and I think more and more digital distribution is, you know, with the PSN store and, and Microsoft is, I mean, the Xbox is nothing here. Um, but the switch is really, the switch has taken off and is just now it's digital distribution all the way. I think a lot of people, okay. uh, so more and more it's, it's going, but, but there is still something about, um, especially with geeks, there's something about, um, and I should say otaku, which is the Japanese word for geek, but they're different because otaku is not really about technology. It's usually about media or trains or something very specific. But um, they, they tend to love collecting things, figures, all sorts of things. So they'll spend, people will spend 150, 200 hunyakers on like four episodes of an anime series uh, to have it on the shelf. Have like, it. look, yeah. But it also is, there's this mentality of I'm supporting the creators by buying this, even if it's expensive. Like, I'm going to give my money to the company that made this to support the series. So, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they... Style, you, though, could, you could still spend a lot of money on on Blu-ray and DVDs, or, or on movies, I should say, and rent yeah. them online. And but, yet, they go to the store and... and Well, you did say you can rent Blu-rays, right? Yes. Yes. Um, select Blu-rays. Um, but I, I think what happened was is that streaming took so long to get here that I think, and there are iTunes rentals and things like that, but I think that the majority of people stuck with DVDs so long, and now it's shifting, and now we're skipping over online rentals and going straight to the Netflix style of all you can watch. Oh, and so it's, interesting. It's, we we kind of moved past that, um, so I think it's a little too late for rentals on, on, on a large scale. Um, some people are trying to do it. Actually, Staya has Staya TV, and it used to be pay-per-view rentals online, and they have now shifted towards an all-you-can-watch-for-one-low-fee every month. And you know, and their first run movies. Uh, most of it's second run movies, I think, or like okay. stuff you would see on Netflix. Okay, um, but if you wanted to rent, uh, you know, if you if you wanted to rent, um, oh, the, the oh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. My new favorite uh, Marvel movie, ah, Wonder Woman. No, actually, I did oh, like, and that's actually DC. That's, that's I think DC. Right? I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. What's his name? Uh, with the hair, and he gets his hair cut. I don't want spoiler. Um, 
Oh my gosh, I'm going to kill myself. I'll, I'll yell it out in a few minutes. But anyway, if okay. you if you wanted to to watch Wonder Woman, how would you how would you get it? You'd have so, to go I mean, rent the DVD. Well, you can you can do iTunes rentals, and and I, there are a couple other services that probably have that on a pay per view um, basis. But I think most people would probably just go down Staya and rent a movie and bring it home and put it in their DVD player and watch it. And uh, it seems crazy, but um, Thor Ragnarok. Was, Thank- oh, Ragnarok. Okay. <laughs> Thor. I, I, a Thor. A Thor Ragnarok. I'm sorry. Ragnarok is that online game that no one plays anymore. But anyway. Okay. Well, it's Thor uh, Ragnarok is the name. Thor of it, Ragnarok. But yeah. Oh, sh- um, sorry. But no, no, it's okay. But I think the key with Staya is that they also, they have been smart enough to branch out into other areas. They have a T-point card, which is used at hundreds of thousands of, of different shops and restaurants and convenience stores across Japan. Um, even my hair salon has T-points. And so you can collect the points and then use them. Um, for, you know, one point is one yen. Um, they have books, cafes, uh, they partner with Starbucks, they have event spaces for like meetups or like in-store events. Uh, CDs are still really popular. And Sayo is smart that they, they have at the register, they have blank CDs and DVDs. And I'll let you uh, fill in the reasons why someone would want to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, we're not going to talk about this, but uh, here are some blank media at the at the you know just at the right cashier here at the register, huh? <laughs> just right at the register. So some people do that. They uh, so that may be also why some why it sticks around is because it's a way to like get your music, quote unquote. But I think would Apple you music, say uh, is piracy rampant or not there? Uh, I know in China sort of, the, it's not unacceptable. It's not. It's I think yeah, I think it's I think that's a good way to put it. It's not unacceptable. Well, it's. It's hard. Every so often, they make an example out of two or three people, and they crack down. And like, we're gonna arrest these people and charge them with, you know, what? And like every six months, that seems to happen. But I think the average person probably doesn't pirate, other than like maybe ripping something off of YouTube, but um, or or going to Staya, renting something and ripping it. I think people don't see that as piracy. They see it as it's just kind of the thing you do. And I think all the industries are kind of aware that this is going on but the fact that it's that even that is still fueling a business model and it's giving everyone money i think they're probably not going to complain until it it really starts to eat into profits otherwise so interesting it's, it's yeah but i don't i don't think piracy is i mean it's it's a thing but not but crazy. not a huge thing it's not like yeah. that's whatever it's not like the old napster days when that's all anybody did right exactly yeah and i yeah. said apple music has launched a few other streaming services have launched so that is slowly sort of going to replace piracy in some ways i think it seems to be um, helping um do you yeah. do you have access to all the first run movies on on uh, apple on itunes um it depends i mean if it's a western movie sometimes it gets delayed because they want to release it in theaters and then it takes time to translate it or dub it and so um, sometimes like Wonder Woman took forever to come out here, um, to the point where like I could have imported the Blu-ray, um, and that would have been, <laughs> mailed you know, there faster. Yeah. than actually going to see it in the theaters. Um, but, uh, last year, Power Rangers, or was it this year? Oh my God, it was this year. Um, Power Rangers came out this year. I guess it came out last year in, in America, I think. And it, it just, it took forever to come out here because they were translating it. They were dubbing it. And it was like, I just want to see this. Like, I just want to see this. And it, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I certainly did not VPN it, but anyway, um, <laughs> I, I should yeah. admit um, other people probably know this, but, uh, Steve and I are all about buying physical media on, uh, on okay. Blu-rays. Yeah. Uh, mostly it's the, it's the audio quality that we like to get. You know, we like the full yeah. Dolby 5.1, blah, blah, blah. 
that seems to make a difference, which it's, it's comical that I would say that because when, when Steve first bought into the, you know, whole five channel speaker, blah, you know, the, the powered subwoofer in the center channel, all that, I thought it was a huge waste of money because, and I quote me, it was already <laughs> loud enough because I thought this was just making it louder. And then we actually appreciate the movie. Uh, one of the movies that freaked me out was uh, we watched Harry Potter and oh. there was a scene where they the kids were in the classroom and there were bubbling cauldrons and the cauldrons were bubbling behind me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And now I just I can't stand watching TV where the audio just comes from the front. It's just like that seems so one dimensional, you know, not even two dimensional. I, I, I got to say one little anecdote. I have a 42 inch television sitting right over here. And then right to my to my right here, I have a, like a 32 inch 1080p monitor and then. I'm on my iPad. I know people can't see this, but I'm on my iPad. And then behind that is a mon- sorry, is a monitor on a Visa mount. And it's a 4K monitor. And I watch everything on my 4K monitor. I've got this, you know, big TV over here with a 5.1 system that has like 2.2 hooked up or whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, I have this giant monitor, this monitor here, and I can sit here and it swivels so it, it, I can move it to my bed. And, and I watch it and I have little, like, cheap $40, you know, 40 Hunyaker Amazon's Bluetooth speaker and I hook it up to my Fire TV and that's how I watch stuff. Or I watch it on my iPad Pro. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I think, I don't know, I, I kind of am over like physical media just because space is at a premium here. I mean, I, right, I live in a right. very small apartment. So it's like, how do I, I, I used to buy physical media and I've kind of where would you sold a bunch of them. Yeah, where do I put it? So it's like, it's all online. You know, I, I, I definitely get stuff through iTunes um, and, you know, I have a Plex server and I'll let you connect the dots there. But, you know, I, I, I you know, get it through iTunes and, mm-hmm, and you know, and then I, it's in Plex. I can watch it anytime I want. So, you, you know, know, it's, it's funny great. you say that um, most most of the media that I choose to watch, I watch on my yeah. 12.9 inch iPad Pro. I watch. It's great, right? Well, but what I watch is video podcasts. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I realize we have a, a TV. I don't know how big it is. It's not 50 inch. Maybe it's 40 inch, something like that in, in our bedroom here. And. It's a great TV and it's got, uh, you know, a couple of speakers. It's not, not 5.1 or, any, or maybe it is. I don't even know. And, yeah. uh, and it's got an Apple TV hooked up to it. It's got a DVD player, Blu-ray player hooked up to it and everything. And I asked Steve, I said, can you remember the last time we turned it on? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you watch the, uh, the um, Apple announcements on it. I was like, yeah, 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 that's what I do. <laughs> so I'll put it on there just in case the stream fails on my Mac. I'll have that oh, on in okay. the background as, as my backup. But most of the time I watch everything on on, uh, on the iPad too. Yeah, no, but, exactly. But when we're watching a movie where it's like uh, our friend Ron comes over on Friday night and we rent a movie and we make popcorn and we have wine and we sit there and I mean, that's a, a group experience than it is. But if I was by myself, I would probably, I'd probably watch it on my iPad now that you mention it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, in Japan, people don't come over to other people's houses because they're small. They're a little messy. So you go out and oh. everyone just kind of you go out, you meet somewhere. So theaters are still really big here because friends will just go out to the theater and see it because it's not like you're going to be like, hey, come over to my house and watch a movie. People do it, but probably close friends or someone with a big house or a big apartment. Um, it's it's it'd not be like I've, one other friend, not six. Yeah, exactly. One other like friend. That. It wouldn't be six. Yeah, I got invited recently to a friend's house in Tokyo. She's like, you can come over next time. I'm like, I, I didn't know how to react. I was like, what? <laughs> Why? I haven't been invited to a friend's house in years. What is this? Like, what, what's, what's your motivation? What are you? Uh, no, no, I, she, she's great. But, um, but it was kind of surprising. It was like, you know. That is um, interesting. Yeah. No, yes. uh, when we went and saw Thor, uh, it was, it was spooky. I felt like I was in uh, a Twilight Zone episode because I, uh, I went out, I, 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 we came out of the theater 
And the only people we saw were people who worked there. Wow. There was now we went in the middle of the day on a Wednesday because yeah, yeah. we're retired and we can, but no one. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say no. I probably saw four people and I saw 20 people working there. I don't know how they can pay the electricity to, to have it open. You know, this is interesting. Um, they recently have started doing what they call live viewings of concerts and events and things mm. in Japan. So you you'll go and you'll pay money and and it's like, oh, you can't go to Tokyo for this concert. Well, we'll show it to you on the big screen with all the surround sound. And you'll be with the fans that yeah. love this too. So you get that experience of being there without having to travel all the way there. And that's one way that they've really been able to to keep the theaters afloat. It also helps that the theaters are also owned by some of the movie studios here. <laughs> so they kind of have it like vertical integration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we actually like, went to something like that. We went to a young Frankenstein um uh, special event where it was oh, at yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it was at a theater and we went and saw saw it and, and they did have some special media stuff they had some of the some of the actors and producers and such uh, out in front or like at an interview at this place where they were actually doing it and then it was broadcast all over the country and yeah. uh, and that was that was pretty cool it was fun to see it with people you know, right, that, that exactly. are all just super into it, you know, and loving every scene and, you know, making the <laughs> sound every time Frau Blucher's name was was mentioned, that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And the funny thing is, I, I, I'm kind of jealous of people getting ready to see Star Wars in, in, in other countries, because in Japan, you don't cause trouble for other people. So you just sit there, you quietly watch the movie and you sit until the very end of the credits. No one gets up, no one oh, leaves. Wow. You sit there and you wait. And so people don't like when like Han Solo pops on the screen, it's like, ah, people don't do that. You just sit and you quietly, you know, so like, oh, I, I, I think maybe to be fair, I didn't go to, I went months later, but I think if you go to the night screening, there's probably going to be enough foreigners that people do that. But I think in a regular screening, people will just sit there. So it's not really an interactive experience in the same way. You don't get that. Like, let's cheer along with this. It's, let's just sit and watch the movie, be quiet, and then definitely stay to the end because it's polite. These, you have to respect these people, you know? It's, it's, plus, you don't want to block anyone's view, I guess. So. I guess. You it's, know, we went to yeah. the um, Star Trek reboot in uh on catalina island which is an island off the uh state of california here uh oh. with gene roddenberry's son rod roddenberry and uh he had hosted this thing and it's there's a whole story behind it but anyway we went to it this theater was horrible there i mean it, oh, the no. <laughs> sound was just awful it was missing the center channel so you couldn't understand half of the audio um the screen was the wrong proportion so like when they showed at the beginning that they were in iowa all you saw was what because the I.O. was gone. And and, oh, uh, and when Uhura finally says her name, we never heard what it was. Uh, but it was the most amazing experience because Rod Roddenberry was there and uh, Nichelle Nichols was there. And, and uh, wow. Um, uh, oh, somebody else was there. I forget. Anyway, I mean, it was just like this phenomenal and the audience was great. And then we came back and we went and saw it again in a great IMAX theater with fabulous sound and nobody was reacting. And it was uh. just, I mean, it was sort of like, Oh yes, that was lovely. You know, not yeah. ah, this is insane. There's, and I think that's why you got to go like opening weekend because, and, and that also helps us, the theaters especially because you, if you can make it an event and make it like you got to go, you know, you got to go first weekend because then you're going to be with your people. You're going to be crowds, with you know. Though. So I well, really I like going that. to oh, Thor God, Ragnarok and having a theater to myself. 
oh, I understand you so much. This is this is why I live in Japan. It's like just leave me alone. It's like oh, oh no. yeah. yeah, crowds are just oh, I can't stand them. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, exactly yeah. what I was afraid would happen would be that I we would look over. up at the clock and say, oh my gosh, we've been over an hour. Uh, I had a feeling this was going to happen. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, Kaylee, if you want to do any recordings for the Nocella Cast, I hope you do anything. I mean, oh, I would I'd love to have like a a monthly update on you know five minutes on what's going on in Japan and tech or something like that. I think, I think the audience would really get a kick out of this. I I I love your perspective. Yay. I would love. Yes. All right. So I just committed to lots of emails from you and, and, and more work, but that's okay. (laughs) No, look, I got to say you, you really, you've been an inspiration to me and, and I wouldn't have started the podcast if you hadn't been doing what you do. So uh, that means a lot, all your compliments and support and uh, thank you so much. And so it really helps me out and I appreciate it. In case you don't know it, I've said it before on the show. I never say something nice that I don't believe is true. Oh, I might say something mean that I don't believe is true, but I will not say something nice. So if I say something nice, I actually mean it. I'm not flattering you. The show is amazing. Why don't you repeat the name of the show for everybody? Tell them how to spell it, where to find it. Sure. It's Zetai Geek Dayo. It's Z-E-T-T-A-I, the geek, and Dayo, D-A-Y-O. Um, probably the easiest way to find it is go to platypuspodcasts.com. And uh, the link's there to that, the podcast, and my social media. Um, I'm on Twitter at Kaylee Dayo, K-A-Y-L-E-E-D-A-Y-O. There's links there to other things as well. Um, and the, the platypus podcast thing I should mention. Um, yeah, what the is reason- that? So I, I, I made a film about a little platypus and, and, her, and his, uh, his bear friend in university. And it's kind of been my mascot for many years. And so I wanted a way to, to brand the podcast. Because my friends and I are actually about to hopefully start a podcast about women in Japan and like women's issues and gender issues in Japan and um, like roundtable discussion kind of thing. So I wanted a way to tie everything together under one branding so I don't have to set up multiple websites. Uh, no, but, um, but anyway, uh, so that'll be coming to the site soon, um, probably in January or so. So. Um, look forward to that. And uh, it's just a fun way to have like a little, a little bit more professional in some ways, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> With a little platypus podcast. And I should recommend, I haven't actually mentioned this at all. So listeners of this show will get a first exclusive. Uh, but if you're watching on, if you're listening on Overcast or some cast uh, podcast app that supports chapters, sorry to bring up chapters <laughs> and, uh, and, and artwork, chapter artwork. Uh, stick around to the Zetai Geek Dayo is a platypus podcast productions part because there's something there. But oh, anyway, okay. yes, I, I, there are there are uh, Easter eggs that I put into the podcast uh, in various places. If you so, stay to the uh, end, if you stay to the end or if you're <sighs> if you're looking at your devices, you're watch as you're listening to it. And my mom was the only one who has found these so far because she's like, I'm going to I'm going to watch the podcast. She realized I added chapter art. So she now she puts it on her iPad Pro. I, I gave her my old 12.9 inch. And um, and she puts it up there and she listens to it. And so she can see the, out, the artwork really big. And so now I add in little things. So at least I know one person is, is watching <laughs> it. So it's like, okay, that's enough. I'll do it every week. So. I'll have to confess, yeah. I stayed to the end on the first episode. But once I start hearing it on the other one, uh, every once in a while I add, uh, I add little Easter eggs to the end of mine. But I don't think anybody's ever heard them. <laughs> <laughs> I always listen to the very end uh, because I love, I love your sign off. And it, it's, you know. What is it? Stay patched or um, no? No, that's that's stay Bart. informed. The, no, no, stay, that's Bart's ending. Stay frosty. Oh no, stay stay. <laughs> no, mine is uh, the friendly and enthusiastic. No, still castaways. Yes, and stay subscribed. That's it. <laughs> yes, I love. No, I love those kinds of like like they're 
they're decided, right? It's like, this is your spiel. I'm going to do it every week. And it's kind of comforting in a way. I don't know. Oh, it's that's like, good. Well, that's why yeah. it was so hard to change from uh, Mac oh, yeah. to uh, Apple. That was, that was a tough transition for me. That drove me crazy. The first time I heard it, I'm like, wait a minute. She didn't just say that. She didn't just say that. And, and you know. Yeah. My favorite was how long it took some people to notice, David. But... Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to sign us off. I had a great time just like I expected to. I'm grinning like an idiot. Had a great time talking to you. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Kayla. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads. It's supported by you. If you learn from the show or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says support the show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal. Or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at Podfeet or email me at allison at podfeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to podfeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at podfeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.